Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Obicast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. This week's episode, we catch up with Dr. Philip Crichton to discuss various aspects of grassland management from opening covers, fertilizers, planning ahead. Philip starts off discussing the topic of fertilizer purchases this spring and highlights the need to complete a budget for the fertilizer spend on farm this year. Philip explains to us the impact of the timing, prevailing conditions and grass cover have on the response rates of fertilizer. We also discuss tailor and application rates depending on stock rate and demand on farms. With producers considering alternatives, Philip highlights the pitfall of relying on purchase concentrate to make up for the shortfall in feed supply where fertilizer is not applied this spring. Philip also discusses using the available slurry and farmyard manure on farm and why compound P and K will be needed to be applied on recent reseeds where clover has been established and on low index silage ground to maintain supplies. Philip really encourages farmers to consider conducting a soil test this year and to apply lime where needed this spring. We finish up with Philip highlighting how getting grazing groups established early would be key to managing supply this spring with a reduced fertilizer input, a topic we will definitely revisit as the spring progresses. We start off, however, with Philip discussing current grass availability on farms after the higher than average winter growth. Yeah, so definitely it is a different spring to, to, to normal, I suppose, Kieran. Um, just looking, I suppose, using Athen as an example um, in terms of, of grass growth and, and where our grass covers are at the moment. Um, thankfully, you know, grass is, is plentiful. Uh, you know, we're well ahead of normal. And, and that would anecdotally, you know, talking to people, everyone seems relatively happy in terms of what the amount of grass they have on the farm i suppose provided that they had some sort of closing plan or whatever um looking at the growth rates here you know on a, on a typical i suppose the typical winter period where i'd be talking kind of november december into into january the kind of closed period there um we'd be talking about a growth rate of maybe five kilos a day um this year, um, it's coming in about eight and a half um, since since November, say, since we started that closing plan. So, you know, we're ahead of where we'd normally be. And, and that has resulted in, in grass covers here on the farm, um, you know, ranging anywhere between 500 to 700 uh, k- kilos of, of grass rime per hectare on average, or, or five to six centimetres um, on average across the different farmlets. So, you know, that's kind of nearly where we'd normally be come the 1st of March, like, so we're, we're, we're more or less where our normal opening cover will be, you know, in the middle of January, which, you know, is, 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 is a positive thing. That overwinter growth, Philip, has been very obvious on them first closed products. They have a very good open cover already. You touched on it there already. Your target for the farm, 1st of March, is around that 700 kilos. I'd say by and large, most farms around the country should hit that target this year. Yeah, like, you know, it, 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 it's 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 hard to say that everybody's going to hit something but yeah i mean the the, the main reasons behind it is the soil temperatures and, and you know we've all experienced similar kind of weather and you know the soil temperatures have been running about two degrees above normal right through november december january even up, up to this week so um you know your typical your typical farm you know depending on the stocking rate and that really we'd like to see it somewhere between 600 and 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 750 800 at the really higher stock farms but anywhere in that region of, of six to seven hundred will be will be uh, you know an appropriate cover for for most farms so you know that should be an achievable target this year and i suppose the the the, the challenge then is, is is to utilize that and i suppose take advantage of that and, and, and maybe change our our management a little bit um to to to, to take full advantage of it 
Philip, look, it's obvious, as you mentioned here, the temperature's been high. We've avoided any prolonged cold spells. We've seen active growth rate throughout the winter. Has it had a bit of an impact on grass quality when you've looked at it in that and um, not visibly, no. Um, I suppose. Look, the 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 thing we always say about the 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 closing planner is, you know, to try and graze it out as, as best you can, so that any growth that does occur is is, is clean, leafy growth. And I suppose in in an average year, you know, we can sometimes run into problems there. You know, in very cold weather, whatever frosty weather, maybe some of the heaviest covers, the first fields of them might close. You can get a little bit of, of 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 kind of burning taking place, a little bit of dead material. By and large, you know, it's 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 not really doing a huge amount of damage in terms of the overall quality. And and the way I would describe that, you know, is usually that it's it's still higher quality than very high quality silage, which would be an alternative maybe to to be feeding in the spring if we didn't have grass. So. I, I wouldn't be getting overly worried about that. But again, because it's been so mild, there doesn't visibly seem to be any any real um, decay in, in, in grass quality. Philip, the other big change this spring, and the obvious ones had an impact on us all, the increase in fertiliser prices. It's going to be a challenge on a lot of sheep farms this spring. Maybe just to delve into it for a moment, like the challenge of going with that first application, normally this time of year we'd be chatting about when we should be going, how much we should be going with. Our advice is going to have to change slightly this year on the back of that increase and quite drastic increase in some cases in cost of fertiliser. Yeah, so unfortunately, Kieran, um, you know, there has been a, a dramatic increase in the cost of fertiliser, you know, two, two and a half times higher than it would have been this time last year. Um, and, and, you know, that's going to have, a, a, you know, it's going to put people under 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 pressure in terms of costs, and um, you know, thankfully we we had a good year in terms of land price. But the risk is that that's that's going to erode all of that benefit and even take away a lot of it. So, I suppose the the way we have to look about this now is um the the um you know in a normal year we'd be kind of talking about you know getting ready to apply in February to boost on what had accumulated over winter and and as I said already I suppose we're further on than we'd normally be so there's covers of grass there so I suppose we have to be realistic we have to you know sit down and do a budget in terms of what we're going to be able to afford to um to spend on fertilizer this year which is you know the first important thing and I suppose just a little plug for, for anyone listening on, on, on Tuesday, you know, I have we have our, our National Sheep Conference on tonight. And if anyone has listened to afterwards, um, you know, there's a there's a detailed paper there about, you know, doing budgets there in terms of the financials and the feed, the feed budgets. Um, but, you know, we're going to have to be realistic about it. And I suppose there's an opportunity now because there's more grass on farms um, is to maybe delay um, that earlier application of fertilizer. Um, now, there's a balancing act, but, you know, take advantage of what we have in front of us now to try and reduce our costs a little bit um, and then move forward into adapting our normal spring strategy in terms of, of nitrogen application to ensure that we don't run out of grass, um, you know, after, well, during lambing after, you know, after the first rotation. And what we're kind of saying there is that, you know, at the higher stocking rates, yes, we probably still have to get fertilizer out you know mid to late february where we'd normally be going maybe early february um and and by that i'm meaning kind of above above we'll say 11 euros per hectare um and what we're saying is that maybe this year you know target that towards the later half of february and, and be going with kind of 20 to 25 kilos of nitrogen per hectare 15 to 23 units to the acre 
and then so, same again probably late March early April um, and then for the lower stocking rates we're kind of saying take advantage again of, of higher grass covers at the moment maybe delay that that first application into, into early March the demand on those farms won't be quite as high um, and, and again we can maybe reduce the rate a little bit down to maybe 15 to 20 kilos to the hectare or, or around that around 12 to 15 units um, per acre and that would have to be repeated again then in early to mid-April again pushing it out a little bit longer and um, I suppose the reason behind that is the whole concept of you know the response the, the response uh, to 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 grass um, growth from 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 nitrogen applied um, look at you know as we move into into into, into March um, you know soils will be getting warmer all of the time um, and I should say obviously you know the standard advice still applies we shouldn't be applying nitrogen unless um, the 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 the, the soil temperature is, is 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 right. So you know five or six degrees and rising. Philip, one other advantage to that higher cover, we should in theory get a slightly better response to it. And maybe that delay, it'll give us that opportunity to delay it slightly. So the natural improvement in response as time progresses should be another benefit this year to allow us to reduce that rate. Exactly here. And yeah, so look at with 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 the cost of it now, you know, we have to do absolutely everything we can to try and improve the response rate. So there's two things that will affect response rate. Uh, the first thing is that if there's a cover of grass there already, um, the, 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 the grass plant has a greater capacity to take in that nitrogen and to use it, and that gives us a higher response rate. Um, so we'll get more bang for our buck, basically. Um, and I suppose the other thing is is that by slightly delaying the, the application, again, as I said, because we don't have to boost on the covers as much as we normally would because they're already ahead of, of where they'd normally be, um, as we move into as we move into late February into March, um, you know, day length is getting longer, soils will be warming up, um, so that improves the response rate as well. So, um, that's the concept behind, I suppose, changing our management to suit the conditions this year and also to suit our pockets, basically, in terms of look, it is a lot more expensive, and we have to do everything we can to maybe reduce our expenditure. So, again, sitting down and doing a budget we're going to have to reduce the amount of money we spend on fertilizer this year. So, which means we're going to have to reduce the amount of fertilizer we spread. So by maybe delaying this first application a little bit, that'll have knock-on effects through the rest of the grazing season as well, because we'll be delayed all the way through. So hopefully we'll get away with an application or two less than normal, which should bring down our, our requirement by, you know, maybe 15, 20%, um, which will help. And then obviously it's about being smarter then about where we, where we apply it and when we apply it. And look, I think you're 100% right. That budget at this time, you look what you spent last year to produce what you need and say, where can we tailor this year? Look, we are talking about cost, Philip. Um, there's probably two elements of this we'll just delve into a bit more. There's an argument put there in some cases that, look, we'll buy feed instead of it. We have good covers of grass first time round. We don't need to go with it. So I suppose, A, first question, do we spread it on the heavier covers? when we have them and what's the justification for doing that and B if we don't spread it and we have to go with supplementary feed which works out cheaper yeah and it's 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 very topical at the minute Kieran. I suppose there is a perception maybe yes you know okay we have more grass than we normally have we'll just we'll maybe skip the fertilizer it's very expensive and sure if we run into trouble we'll just plug the gap with concentrates or whatever and you know what I would say to that is it's it's quite a risky strategy and um, 
as we've said already, the response to applying the fertilizer to these more advanced covers will actually be better than it normally is. Um, and I suppose something we have to bear in mind is that when we apply fertilizer, it's not grass. It's, it's not going to have an immediate effect. It's not to, 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 you know, increase our growth rate today or tomorrow. Really, it's, it's planning ahead um, right through, you know, the, the following month. Um, and I suppose if, um, if it's a case that <clears throat> we have, you know, a good cover of grass there, I would still be saying that we, we should apply fertilizer there, get the maximum response we can. Um, and it also means that as that's grazed off, um, we'll be maximizing regrowth behind this, which again, the, the, the place where we always come into trouble on a sheep farm in the spring is usually not in the early stages, but it's kind of at the end of that first rotation when, when the demand from the oats is getting higher, the lambs are starting to graze as well. And it's that pinch point there of kind of early April that if we have that nitrogen out and, and working its way into the plant, that should help us to alleviate that problem there. Um, Talking about response rates, I suppose, look, all the usual um, conditions apply. You know, you're going to get your, your higher response from areas where you have, you know, good soil fertility, you know, a good level of perennial ryegrass in the sward, um, the grass cover, as we've said already, so higher covers will get a better response. And then your soil types, so your, your drier soils um, are going to respond better. I suppose in the situation where we have lower covers, so fields maybe with, 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 with covers of, of less than, we'll say 400 kilos of dry matter or less than, you know, five centimeters of grass. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's the option there where, 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 where possible, um, you know, especially on, on, on silage ground and that is, is, is where there's a high, you know, P and K requirement will be to try and target slurry or farmer, well, slurry, in, in, in the spring um, um, to, to, to try and build up those indexes and also you know it's a more effective use of, of the nitrogen within the, that slurry as well or I suppose plan I wouldn't be advising putting farmyard manure out in the spring if you're going to start planning on, on cutting silage on that um, this year but you could maybe target to, to replace the P and K in that area of ground with, 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 with farmyard manure um, once it's cut or whatever um, but again that's going to play into into play into improving the responses and I suppose when I talk about responses you know we can have a range there eventing between we say five kilos of, of grass grown per kilogram of nitrogen applied all the way up to maybe 15 kilos of, of grass grown per, per, per kilogram of nitrogen applied and on average you know and, and using the farm here again as an example we're running around that 10 or 11 kilos of grass grown per nitrogen applied response rate down at the five kilos, that's really feels that, you know, you're, you're not getting a great response. And they're the ones that, you know, usually lower covers. And, and, and again, even this, this spring, you know, the fields that have a good cover of grass on them, they probably are the fields with the better soil fertility, the, the better sward contents, maybe the drier areas of the farm. Um, and, you know, they're the areas to be targeting. Um, and if there's poorer areas of the farm or less productive areas of the farm, really, you know, we're waiting to apply um, fertilizers to them later on, use slurry where we can or, or wait longer um, before, before we go with fertilizer on them because we're just not going to get the response and, and it won't be economic and, and you know, it's, it's environmentally as well, you know, it's not, if the grass isn't able to take it up or use it, then that's going to be an issue. Philip, the, them response rates are from that first application. Obviously, yeah. So as you move through the grazing season, your response rates uh, rates will get higher. I, I'm talking there as you know, your kind of first 
applications, that's the typical responses you can you can expect, depending on the the, the, the things I outlined there in terms of the, the different conditions. Look, so I suppose with that in mind, then you know the the response, the, the weighing that up in terms of the yes, fertilizer is very expensive, but if we're to try and replace that feed um, with concentrates, you know, just ballpark figures, you know, at, at low responses in terms of fertilizer response, at the fertilizer cost that we're at the moment, you know, kind of 950, 1,000 euro a ton for, for protected urea, you're kind of borderline breaking even there. So, but as you move into what we'd call good responses, the 10 kilos to 15 kilos, you're, you're about half the cost um, in terms of, you know, you're talking about 20 cent a kilo of grass versus 40 cent a kilo for, for, for uh, 20 cent a kilo for kilogram of dry matter of grass versus about 40 cent per kilogram of uh, dry matter for concentrates. So look, in, in a lot of cases, yes, it's going to be a combination of the two, but I suppose the message we're trying to get across is that Yes, the, high, the headline figure is fertilizer costs have increased dramatically, and that is very true. But concentrate costs have also gone up. Um, and, you know, in terms of, of, of getting the best return on your investment, there is still, there is still uh, uh, logic there to, to getting fertilizer out where you're going to get a response. Look, just talking of what we buy in fertilizer, I think the general rule at home, any of us would suggest the moment at least have enough for the first applications in the yard, maybe not the, the thing that a lot will do and purchase a lot for the whole year. Buying compound, Philip, or the use of compound this year, like the cost of it has gone up as well relative to using straight nitrogen. There are certain cases where it might be justified still to go a compound. Yeah, so obviously um, the cost of everything has gone up, as you said, Kieran. So I suppose what we're saying is in in areas that really need it, so very low index um, soils in terms of soil fertility, um, you know, index one or whatever, um, silage ground, where, you know, we have to make sure that we, we, we don't leave ourselves short in terms of winter feed for next for next winter um, or we're going to be compounding our, our, our cost issues even further. Um, and maybe, you know, recent reseeds or, or, or areas maybe where clover had been oversown or something, you know, to try and uh, help with reducing our nitrogen costs, we, 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 we still need to make sure that that plant is looked after. Um, so they're the areas that we would prioritise. Yes, in terms of trying to grow grass as cheaply as possible, you know, the straighter nitrogen products are better value probably. Um, but yeah, we, we can't lose sight of, 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 of keeping, keeping things moving as well in, in, in those priority years. And I suppose the simplest thing we can do and, and, and you know, coincidentally, it's the cheapest thing we can do is, is to do a soil test and to apply lime where needed because lime is going to, you know, unlock um, even P and K that has been applied there over the years. Um, if the pH is, is low, you know, you're not getting the value of that and it'll also unlock um, nitrogen as well. It'll mineralize nitrogen in the soil, which again will help to grow grass and, and hopefully reduce the need for, for, some, for some applications of nitrogen. So it's, it's, it's a very simple thing. Um, it's a thing that we talk about a lot, but of all years, this is the year to make sure that you have you know, up-to-date soil samples done if they're not, if they haven't really been done in the last two years or so, get soil samples taken, get your results back. And if you did nothing else, uh, correct your pH and that will, that will have a, a, a big benefit on a very high cost year. 
is a topic we covered with our colleague Christy Watson there a couple of episodes back. And as Christy pointed out, it's the one thing you get guaranteed return on your investment from. Get the soil samples taken and act on them results. And as you said, lame the spring is something that a lot of farms should consider applying. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. Lastly, maybe, Philip, I suppose the other big challenge we'll have on farms is how we go about managing what grass we have available this spring and putting best practice in place. It's, it's definitely a year to focus a little bit more on grouping up and getting grazing rotation set up early. Absolutely, Kieran. yeah. So, I mean, look, again, it's something that we talk about every year, um, but again, in a year where it's going to be very expensive um, to, to, to grow grass, um, we have to maybe stand back from it and look at some of the, the lower cost um, ways that we can try and improve grass growth and grass production. And, and one of those really is is sitting down and, and making a, a grazing plan you know, grouping up as quickly as possible, you know, reducing the residency time on paddocks so that the grass plant basically has no setback. It has it has full potential to, to grow as 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 it as it can um without you know sheep grazing the the, the new the new shoots, the new the regrowths or whatever, because that's going to be again something that yes, it will take a bit more work, but if we can get a rotation going earlier, it should help with regrowth and grass production. And again, that's an option there to try and reduce the fertilizer input required, you know, going into that second rotation um, to, to save costs that way. So yeah, very important. Philip, I think that's definitely one we'll be catching up with you again on. Look, always good having you on. Thanks very much for the update. Thanks, Kieran. Okay, we're going to have to finish the episode up there. I would like to thank Philip for coming on with us again and discussing what's a very important topic this spring. As he indicated earlier, it's a subject that was discussed in more detail in one of the papers at this year's National Sheep Conference. That publication is available on the Chuggles website and you'll be able to watch back the National Sheep Conference itself and see that paper discussed in more detail on the Chuggles YouTube channel if you're not able to tune in live. That's it for me for this episode. Again, for any updates on the Sheep Programme, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chuggles Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and listen in to any of our episodes.